Hey, this is Brandon from Outsiders Podcast. First off, thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. Second, I want to talk about Anchor. What's Anchor, you ask? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Free. Yeah, I said it. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer, if you're into that kind of thing. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place, all in one place. So go to Anchor FM or your app store, download Anchor. Thank you. Podcast away. Welcome to Outsiders Podcast. My name's Brandon. I'm your host. This is Brett Welty. Hello, hello. And we've got a new member. The only guy doing any work around here. It might make sense. <laughs> but this is Bryce Armstrong. I'm going to introduce yourself. Hello. Uh, yes, like Brandon said, I'm Bryce Armstrong. Um, I love tech and got invited because uh, I love tech and and Jesus. And Jesus. Hopefully, I do lo- I very much love Jesus. I'd say yes. hopefully Jesus. Absolutely love <laughs> Jesus. That I is a prerequisite. Because Jesus is sweet. Yeah. Uh, I have a beautiful wife. Her name is Becca. Got two children, Pierce and Layla, and one on the way due in November. So pretty exciting. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyways, so what's our topic today? Tonight, we're talking about being a peacemaker. Ooh, what do you think that means to you guys? I can tell you what it means to me, but why don't you guys go first, since I'm host. <laughs> host of the most. That's fair. That's fair. So I think what we want to talk about tonight is uh, being a peacemaker in our current cultural moment, mm-hmm. right? We're talking yeah. about yeah. being a peacemaker in what we've, we've titled in an age of aggression. Yeah. So so much of what we're experiencing these days is not uh, grace-filled or peace-filled. And so I think what we want to talk about tonight is how do we... How do we navigate that? How, mm-hmm. how, the Bible doesn't change, truth doesn't change, but culture very much changes. So how do we navigate these things? Oh, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, echoing what Brett said, I don't know if I can go much deeper than that <laughs> on, a, on a very broad thing. But uh, yeah, we, uh, we live in a very aggressive, very angry world. There's a lot of stuff happening currently, mm-hmm. and people are angry, they're upset, and how do we remain peaceful, and how do we help maintain peace through Christ, through mm-hmm. God, and everything that we're doing. Oh, yeah. Um, let me find this quote that I... I put this quote in today, but it's a, from Richard Halverson. It says, Christianity is either relevant all the time or useless anytime. Um, it's not just a phase of life, but it's life itself. So I think that kind of ties into being a peacemaker by being like a Christian. Because I think, I think with... When I started this idea of peacemaking, I really dabbled hard into like politics, and that can become a very slippery slope of yes, uh, toxicity. Doom. Yes, of doom. <laughs> um, but uh, so it was kind of good to kind of step back and say, well, I think you get the genuine idea of peace through Christianity and through the Bible and what Jesus says about it. Um, a quote from John Mark Comer says, Our job is to make the visible God vis- the invisible God visible, the mirror and mimic uh, to mirror and mimic what he is like to the world. 
And then we can glorify God by doing our work in such a way that we make the invisible God visible by what we do and how we do it. And then the the verse would be Matthew 5, 9 through 10. Um, Would you want to read it, Brett? Sure. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. You know, in our modern society, we are deeply divided by politics, religion, in some ways, philosophy. I think philosophy would probably be uh, probably be bigger. It'd probably be right underneath of politics, I would think. And then, um, I mean, that includes violence. You know, I think we've, I think we've all seen, and if we watch the news, which I try, I don't have cable, <laughs> so I don't That's try right. to stay up with it, and I've kind of broken away from being on YouTube because that's really all that kind of filters into the feed now like nowadays I guess but um but violence seems to be more of a numbing thing would wouldn't you agree I mm-hmm. think I think we're just kind of like oh it just happened again or whatever yeah, I mean you know, it depends on the it situation depends on, it depends on the situation because I think yeah. there's a I do think there's a line of that everyone has for like morality and like well that's really bad like if a little like if say if someone were to like murder like a small child i think everyone would be like yeah that's there's a line. uproar yeah that's mm-hmm. a line that's been crossed mm-hmm. yeah. but there's still like a broad gray area where we kind of feel numb and, and i think we can go and we can dive into like about a lot of different like social thing like social ideas that could have come from that like i know there was a when the when the big video game thing came out like violent video games came out a lot of a lot of probably more conservative groups were saying that, well, it's like desensitizing us to death because we're seeing death in a bigger scale right. through video games. And then games you and get stuff. to, and you get seven lives, and yeah. dying is not a big deal. Yeah. So it's like, which I, I think that, I think it's uh, sometimes I think some of those ideas are more um, like conspiracy in a way. Maybe not. I don't know. But like, what do you mean by conspiracy? Like, yeah. I think sometimes it just worked out of fear, because I know they went after Harry Potter, and right, right, all this stuff like that. <laughs> kind of those, sure. those kind of things, you know, that were kind of you know, like these are fictional stories, you know. And uh, I think people, I, I think people are giving people way too much credit. I think that's fair. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I, th- I think I'm like, if anyone could be elaborate enough to think these video games are going to start a violent uproar. With a generation that's going to desensitize us to all violence, so we can just go on mass murdering sprees. Right. I don't think that's. I don't think anyone really like. Like, I just want to make a really cool video game, or I want to make a cool movie or cool story. But mm. yeah, you want to add on? Yeah, I think I think you're you're making the right point. But I think when we think about this topic, I think we have to think about you know what is the disconnect between the Christian worldview and the rest of the world, right? Agreed. So yeah. When we think about things like video games, I think one thing that we we talk about about being outsiders is mm-hmm. being outside both the the world and its culture, the unbelieving world's culture, but also being outside of this like legalistic church culture that we talked about yeah. last time. Yeah. yeah. So my thought process is when it comes to video games like that, it's like we almost have this overreaction where we're throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Mm-hmm. So we say, well, we can't have any fun. Yeah, because which by the way, I'm I don't care about video games. Right? No, but I, <laughs> I'm not like no. <laughs> just to make that clear good, to the listener. No, but I think that, I think it's a good example of yeah. not doing Christian thought well, mm-hmm. right? So it's like okay, yeah. the 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 market, the culture, the world brings in this new form of entertainment. 
this doesn't seem right, so let's just throw it out. And maybe, yeah. maybe that's the right answer, maybe yeah. it's not. But but again, I think that stuff comes down to what, what we talked about last time and what I think we'll talk about tonight is this yeah. idea of personal responsibility, right? Personal yeah. ho- personal holiness, right? Our holiness yes. is personal, right? We, yeah. have, we have to be convicted in our own minds of what we're called to do. And when mm-hmm. the Bible speaks definitively, we live definitively. When it doesn't, we, mm-hmm. we give grace. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's where we're going with being peacemakers, mm-hmm. right? How do we both stand on conviction and also how are we able to then give grace to those that don't have the same convictions? Mm-hmm. I think that's at the, the root of being a peacemaker, isn't yeah. it? How can yeah. I have my convictions? How can you have your convictions? And how can we coexist? Yeah. Whether yours or my, it, whether they're accurate or not, how do we coexist? Mm-hmm. I think that's what Jesus says, right? Blessed yeah. are the peacemakers. Yeah. Being a peacemaker makes you, you'll be called children of God. You'll, the yeah. People will look at you and they will say, that's a child of God. Yeah. Because that's not normal. Yeah, right. that's not. It either be natural. It could either be that bold of a statement, or like, what's like, why? You, like, I think a general statement is like, why? Why are you so different? Like, why? Why aren't you re, like? Why aren't you being triggered by this next like news, like update stuff like that? You know, mm-hmm. Second Timothy um, two um, twenty one through twenty six. It says those who cleanse themselves from the latter will be instruments for special purposes, made holy useful to the master and prepared to do any good work flee evil desires of youth and pursue righteousness faith love and peace along with those who call the, on the lord of a pure heart so i think we can go on in a little bit but i think i think it's interesting from those couple of verses that you talk about like you, know, you flee your youthful passions and you pursue righteousness um, faith love peace i mean i mean nothing to do with foolishness which um, would totally eradicate the "you do you" kind of thing. <laughs> like if you're gonna like, I've been hearing so the idea of us serving under our rabbi who is Jesus, we want to be exactly like him. So I mean, that, that means we take on all of his characteristics, you know. So I, I just look at I look at these things. I'm like, well, these are like Jesus. Right. But if we're and if, but if if we're modeling that, we're and we're striving to become like him more. I think peace is gonna be. Just another, um, another element of like, our like of our Christian faith, right? And isn't that interesting? Verse twenty-two. I mean, it's couched in the, uh, the statement. I mean, it's a command, right? Mm-hmm. Flee, the evil desires of your mm-hmm. youth, right? Pursue righteousness. Then it goes. Mm-hmm. So then you use the word pursue again. Pursue faith. Pursue mm-hmm. love and pursue peace. So we're we're commanded. Part of this work of yeah. being in Christ is pursuing these things yeah. not yeah. just letting them happen not hoping that you'll be zapped yeah but that you will actually pursue them yeah, for sure and verse 23 don't have anything to do with foolish and stupid arguments i, li- I do like the niv for that yeah that's pretty solid. <laughs> that's a pretty solid um because you know you know the produce coral that produces coral right you know so i like yeah so here's a curveball for you gentlemen curveball i'm ready what does that look like so if we're if we're don't have anything to do with foolish and stupid arguments, yeah. how are you doing that today or oh, tomorrow? Man, yeah, <laughs> you go ahead. Yeah, um, I get way too caught up in frivolous, stupid stuff. I I care way too much about. I'm a people pleaser, <laughs> and 
You're among friends. Yeah. Yes. Um, yes, you are. So I want everyone to like me. If they don't like me, then I get into whatever little tiffs recently that happened. And I had a little bit of an explosion and it was dumb. Got called yeah. out by my wife, got called out by my sister. <laughs> they were both there. And it was not the most fun thing. Yeah. Um, but I realized looking back that if I would have just not gotten involved with this nonsense argument, then Christ would have been glorified. There would have been peace yeah. in the room. Sure. There would yeah. have been <laughs> it wouldn't have been uncomfortable for the other yeah. eight, nine, ten people in the room. And it would have just there would have been peace and I, we all just would have moved on. But yeah. instead it created discomfort for five days. Sure. And yeah. Uh it if just keeping your mouth shut in times when you <laughs> should is so wise. <laughs> right. Well, I think, I mean, do like from experience, like, I, I don't know. I was a hothead most of my life. No. I just, I just <laughs> spout it. Like, I just spat knowing, off things that made Knowing you now, I would. I say, no, yeah, knowing, yeah. So there's a ladder here. Brett's known me for about a year. Bryce has known me for about like 10 years. Yeah. So it's kind of like, it's kind of like, there's a little, there's something that is a little difference, hopefully. But like, there's a lot. Like, of I just used to spat things off. I wouldn't like think about it. It's just like, you know what? This is how I feel. I'm going to say exactly how I feel right now. But like, I think maturing and my, uh, my walk with the Lord, it's definitely mellowed me out. That's for sure. To I where agree with that. I don't really care to get involved with quarreling all that often. I will say I kind of argue with my wife a lot. <laughs> but that's because. <laughs> so I, there's room to grow. So there's room to grow. All right. You know, but I think. That comes with. I think we'll get to that part in like the husbands and and fathers kind of thing because mm-hmm. I think that I think being a peace like being peacemakers obviously means you're the peacemaker of the home as well, which means you're the peacemaker with your wife mm-hmm. and your kids, right? You know, and I like I said that's that's where my struggle. But let's let's keep going on to onto this. Um, yeah, like correcting and gentleness. Do you guys have you guys ever had that happen with you? Have I ever been corrected in gentleness? In gentleness? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. It doesn't doesn't it feel much better to be corrected and like more sincere? It's incredible. Than to be yeah. corrected in like anger or be like or have an argument start off with that kind of thing. Yes. I, I thought about that. I looked at that. Um I looked at that like correcting in gentleness because Yeah. I have, well, a, I have I, opinions. Yeah. Well I think Tell us. well I mean I, I so first of all, I've I've seen it in my own life. I remember the first time our pastor, mm-hmm. um, the first time he called me and corrected me about something. I, I remember where I was. I remember what it was about. I remember how it went. And I remember hanging up the phone and thinking, I think he just corrected me. Mm-hmm. Like it was so gentle and so kind. Yeah, I was like, I think I think he wasn't happy with what I did, and he, he was like, you should you know maybe rethink it. And that was the most gentle, and I, so I didn't know this verse that we're quoting out of Second Timothy, yeah. And and I didn't I didn't have a category for it. I I didn't have anything other than it just happened, and I was like, that was that was really nice, yeah. You know, and now, <laughs> but I mean, but isn't that interesting? I mean, isn't that interesting? Yeah. But I mean, that's just I mean that doesn't that doesn't make him 
unique. I mean, it just makes them somebody that follows yeah. God's word, right? Because yeah, absolutely. And I think our culture absolutely has no concept of gentle rebuke. No. I mean, I think the church. I think I don't think I don't think the the lion's share of anybody does this well because if you think about it, it's one or the other, right? You're mm-hmm. either you're either correcting in a way that is harsh, right? Mm-hmm. So you're rebu- you're rebuking harshly. And, yeah. and you're showing no gentleness, or you're being so gentle, you're not even making a correction, right? Sure. Which is another side of, of this whole coin that, that we have to think about, is sometimes there will be those who are opponents who do need to be corrected, mm-hmm. but are we doing it, right? Yeah. So, so it really has to be both, mm-hmm. and, and to do it well, I think, is yeah. phenomenal, because yeah. I, it's not something that I think people do well. I don't do it well. I mean, my emotions get all bound up with mm. my rebukes, and it's like, I don't... I'm like you guys. I don't want to be, I don't want to be perceived as not nice. I don't want to be, you know. I want to. I want to want people to like me. Like mm-hmm. Bryce said, of being a people pleaser. I mean, I want yeah. my, you know, our worst. We get all muddied down with like this. Well, I'm a Christian in the workplace, and I don't want them to, to question my testimony by how I correct them. Mm-hmm. And so all this stuff gets oh, all yeah. muddy, right? And you're like, I, I, I need a rebuke. I need to do it gently. How, how do you do it well? And I think it's a spiritual work, isn't it? Yeah. You know, we can't do it apart from Christ. Absolutely. Yeah, it's like a, it's a discipline, but I think that, that comes with years of like spiritual formation. Too. Absolutely, it does. You well, know? and isn't and it's a supernatural because if you keep reading, mm-hmm. yeah, it yeah, says yeah. that if you correct their opponents with gentleness, mm-hmm. God may perhaps grant them the repentance. Yeah, leading to the knowledge of the truth. So yeah. that rebuking the 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 impetus, the one that that makes the the repentance happen is the Lord, right? Mm-hmm. So doesn't that isn't that so much more freeing to say if I say what I have to say in gentleness, yeah. I leave it up to the Lord to actually make the the change. Yeah. yeah. Which well, is I think helpful. it comes with like um what is it? Um when I was a child I would do childish things, mm-hmm. but as I matured, like I became more mature. Right. right. You know, and especially with the Lord I mean, because I I've been studying these ideas of like spiritual formation with the because I'm like, I don't understand. Because I, like, I always just saw, I'm like, it's just a walk. But I think it's, we're, you're, we're being formed into the image of God for people to see. And that, and I think, become, and like with that repentance part, like, I think that comes with us too. Because if we've lived a, a Christian life where we're aggressive, and which I was aggressive and um, haughty, and I didn't, I didn't check my words before I would say them to people. And then like, it'd be like that. It'd be like that idea of like, I'll sin now and repent later kind of thing. Yeah. But if yeah. now if like, you're looking like, God, I need to repent because I haven't been this, this part of what you've called me to be, which is a peacemaker, you know, like I, I, I looked into this idea that like, we're supposed to be pacifists, which I kind of like backed off that, mm. that idea. Mm-hmm. That's good. Because, <laughs> because I, do, I mean, we, we should defend, like, we're supposed to defend our families and stuff like right. that, too. But, mm-hmm. and, but, I, but the, the, the story that kind of, like, stuck out to me was when Jesus was frustrated and angry in the temple when they were making it, like, a, what, it was, like, a bunch of tax collectors. and They're selling things. Yeah, they're selling things. Yeah. They're making it, like, a market. And he was just, mm-hmm. like, what, what, what passage is that? Um you probably know more than I would. Matthew, yeah. it, it's in Matthew. It is. In, it's Matthew and John. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought about that. I'm like, he was frustrated, but it's because he was frustrated that they were taking up, like they were using the temple in the wrong, in the way that it wasn't supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Right. 
What was it? It was a whole. It's a holy. It's a righteous anger. Right? Yeah, righteous anger. Yeah, I don't know where that line is. That's that's where I struggle. Yeah. And and what like what am I allowed to be angry in? Yeah. But still not sin. Yeah. It's a. Uh, it's Matthew twenty one. Matthew twenty one. For those living okay. at, listening at home. Okay. But and that's a good question. And I would say yeah. um, the one thing you would want to think about, or we we should all think about when we think about um, anger. Anger is like playing with fire, right? Yeah. Yeah. If you. Yeah. If you have it and you use it to start, so if you have a, a little lighter to help you start light a fire, that's good. But but that fire can become a raging inferno mm-hmm. quick, right? Like we don't we don't do holy righteous anger well at all, no. and I I, right. I don't think it's ours to touch. I no. mean, on that level, I mean that's a fair point. I think if we go yeah. to if we're looking at Matthew twenty one and we're thinking about Jesus cleaning the temple, there might be an occasion where we're we're that we're that angry, yeah. but we're, we're we'll never do it with as pure of motives of as Jen. Yeah. I mean, our motives are always mixed, right? Even in our best days, they're still yeah. oh absolutely mo- yeah. you know, they're mixed with sin and righteousness, and that's just that's just what we are. And so right. we'd want to you know tread lightly when it mm-hmm. comes to holy anger. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're selfish beings. Yep. We we want mm-hmm. what we want the way we want it, and that comes out in our anger. Yeah. Yep. For sure. You know, I think of because it, yeah, the verse, "My house will be a called a house of prayer," uh, but you're making it a den of robbers. Right. You know, like mm-hmm. the house of prayer part. That means that you have some sort of peace about you. You know, not like haughtiness, but. Like I said, with the flesh, with our flesh and stuff, like we're always gonna, like it's always gonna be a constant battle, I think, to not get super emotional. Agreed. You know, yep. and um, if we move on to like to know God is to live in a rich moment by moment gratitude soaked um, participatory life together, which is John Ordberg. Um, that's the quote, and um, mm. or acquire the spirit of peace and. And a thousand souls around you will be saved. Saint Seraphim, who's the patron saint of Russian nukes. <laughs> so you know it's legit. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Where did you find that? Dude, I, I read a lot. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> and I you listen have, to a lot of podcasts. You have an eclectic reading habit. Yeah. <laughs> that's I'm that's jealous. that's legitimately just been like a year, by the way. Mm-hmm. Of reading Russian of nukes. Reading, <laughs> Russian nukes. Studying Russian nukes. Oh yeah, well they go. That's that's tight. No, it's not. It's just it's just from studying, yeah, and reading. But like, yeah. I don't know. Like that means that our life must be a life of peace. We need to have peace in our souls, mm-hmm. right? You know, and the only one that makes peace in our souls is the Lord. Amen. Nothing else. Like I said, I could read all the time, but it still wouldn't bring me peace. Or I could work out all the time, it wouldn't bring me peace because I because I'm more saying like. Working out can be a stress reliever, so that can right, bring right, you down. Right. But it's like that's not going to bring you peace. Like having the right jobs, not going to bring you peace. No, like it helps. It helps, but it's not. But it's not going to bring you ultimately peace. fulfilling. Because I think I think there's a, I think there's a, a weird thing of like careerism. Oh, you know we live I mean? in America, of yeah. course. So it's like oh, but um, yeah, it's like of careerism, but we um we we think we're supposed to be like. What am I meant to do? That's mm-hmm. kind of the thing idea, but like who but who am I meant to be? Like we're we're all I think we're meant to be children of God. You know what I mean? That's our ultimate purpose. Yeah. Right. So it's like that that should be the only thing that matters. Yeah. So Jeremiah Jeremiah two eleven says, mm-hmm. My people have changed their gl- the my people have changed their glory for that which does not profit. 
Be appalled, O heavens, at this. Be shocked. Be utterly desolate, declares the Lord. For my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and hewn out cisterns for themselves, broken cisterns that can hold no water. So when I think about what you're saying is, is our jobs, are, are these the good things of this life are broken cisterns, right? They can't mm-hmm. hold fresh water. Like if you're looking for joy out of your career or out of whatever, it's never gonna. It, your, your job can't hold that, right? It can't. Can, mm-hmm. It can't give you that joy. Your, your your job isn't good enough. It's not a. It's not a cistern. It's not a a well, if you will, of joy. Yeah. It's a, it's a muddy water hole. Yeah. And it, and that it just doesn't do it. It doesn't. It doesn't happen. Yeah. It's it's just it just can't do it. Yeah. I know. I've already texted. So it's I was like, hey, can. It's something. <laughs> sounds like it's. Someone's gonna break through their ceiling. For our tens of loyal listeners, those are the same kids that were <laughs> harassing it's us true. last week. That's true. Now we thought we were on it. In addition to two of mine. Yeah, it's all right. Hey. Hey, man. You know what? I texted my wife as well. Well, That's whoever's fine. closest to their phone will win. Becca already responded. Oh, she's, she's going to go in there and break heads. <laughs> gonna bust them up. She's going to knock them. We're going to hear kids' heads getting knocked together. <laughs> yeah. So. so peacemakers. Yes. How are we doing this? How are we doing this? What are we talking about here? Ooh. What does it look like in the real life? So we, we've established that it's, it's something to pursue, right? It's a command to pursue. Mm-hmm. We understand that it, it's something that, that the world should see in us. So if, we, mm-hmm. if the world is to see it in us, how do, we, how do they see it in us? Where right. are we looking? Yeah. Where are we going? Give me a second. I'll give you as many seconds as you I'm need. I'm not connected to your Wi-Fi. So. We have an internet man here. Who Ooh. Can, we have an editor, so we can cut out all this. We can time. cut all this oh, out. So maybe we, we might cut it just to cut it. Yeah, yeah that's true. If, I'll cut all the parts of Brandon's talking. <laughs> that's so... <laughs> so it just sounds like Brett's talking to himself. Dang it. <laughs> that would be awful. That's so mean. That would be I awful. would never do that. I hope not. That's mean. Nor would I, by the way. I wouldn't do this by myself. <laughs> that sounds hor- horrific. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, one of our Same. main... Well, while you're pulling that up, I think the next one... So it was submission to authority, right? Yes. So if we're talking about being peacemakers. Yep. You know, wh- where can we make peace or how can we show peace? And the first thing that... Our fearless leader, our fearless host himself, Brandon. Whoa. The first topic he gave us was submission to authority. Yes, yeah, that's a good, that's a big one. I yeah, mean, that, and has that not Would, been I, topical? Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. No, the yes. only re- the only reason I put it on there is because I struggle with it. Uh, as do I. So <laughs> and, and here's the secret: I don't. I don't. You don't. That makes sense. No, I absolutely. Have I always no thought. With oh I always thought you were this. I do. Idea of divinity, like holy. Me? Yes. So I, I, I think, I think he was perfect. <laughs> well, Brett has told us many times he's not. No, that's true. And <laughs> no, the more you'll know me, it's the more okay. you'll see that I'm not. No, that's okay. Checks out. But uh, Colossians three twelve through thirteen says, "Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Um, bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you." First Peter. 3, 15 through 17 also says, but in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. That's a good one. Um, mm-hmm. Bryce. Anyways. Ah, <laughs> got kidding. him. Just kidding. Um, anyways, I'm keeping <laughs> no. a clear conscience so that those who speak, uh, was it mal- maliciously? Yes. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I can't read. Um, against your good behavior in Christ may be ashamed of their slander. For it is better if it 
is God's will to suffer for doing good than than for doing evil. Interesting. Interesting. Man, those are two passages that I have known my entire life growing up in the church, growing up in a Christian home. Two passages that were hammered into me, yet somehow I still continuously (laughs) fail to do them. (laughs) It's true. I think we all. I think we all do. We all have it. I mean, in some way, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, 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 maybe it's not even this topic, but it could yeah. be anybody's topic. Well, I was but. just saying. I think more, more or less. I think if we, especially with growing up in a more divisive, like I think everyone's kind of grown up in a divisive culture. Especially if like there's always going to be tension if you're a Christian and you're not a Christian or whatever like that. Maybe you guys did. Whoa. I grew up straight up in cultural Christianity. That makes sense. Well, I guess I did too. So did I, yeah, I mean, so did I. Kinda. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, we all did. We grew up in very different churches, though. Yeah. That's true. That's They're right. all different. Very different. Yeah. yeah life is different. <laughs> but like, I think with there's always going to be a divide, like a divisiveness, especially now. I think because um, I can't. I always forget who said this quote, but it says when like religion dies in a in like a state or like a country, then politics becomes the religion. So it's like, and you can you can see that right down the middle. Yeah, I would you know, say people with aren't right getting, and left. People aren't getting less religious. No, they're more no. religious. Yeah, I mean, they're, we're, we're, we are spiritual, we're yeah. spiritual worshipful beings. beings yeah, right? you're going to worship, worship something. something. Yeah, everyone worships something. Let me. So here you go. Here I am throwing out things that we didn't talk about ahead of time. Yeah. That's so okay. We'll do it. On I this love podcast. it. Go. When you think about, so we're all men, right? Sure. So Thanks. yeah, when I, so. I think when I think about manhood, mm-hmm. and when you think about manhood, do you think of things like oh. clothing yourself with compassion? Kindness, Dang. gentleness, humility. I, you know what, guys? I got to tell you, like, being a man and being in corporate America, I mean, like, this is stuff we got to think about, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, like, what does being a worker, a manager, a yeah. husband, a father, just a man about town? Yeah. Like, is <laughs> no, that, that. <laughs> is that in our leisure suits and our nice, sweet car? How, I, I mean, I mean, is this, I mean, is this biblical, I mean, what is biblical manhood? I mean, no, I mean, like, if you yeah. look at a text like, and you think about Jesus, we were talking about Jesus's strength, right? And mm-hmm. his, and his mm-hmm. turning of the tables, mm-hmm. you know, but, but this is Jesus too, right? This yeah. is very much Jesus. This is kindness and humility, gentleness and patience. Yeah. I mean, Jesus was... Jesus was like a velvet hammer, right? Yeah. Like he was strong, yeah. but he was soft. Yeah. He was he was deep, but he was kind. Yeah. You need to use a different analogy. I hate velvet. Well, I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> but you'll never forget. Well, I, well, like I was going to say right. cotton balls, but oh, I knew, I knew better. Well, it's like, uh, cotton balls are worse. That's I, worse. I know. They get stuck everywhere. It's <laughs> <laughs> fair. We're off track. No, no it's fine. Were we ever on track? Yeah. No. That's, a, that's the best part of this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> but no, you never know where we're gonna go. But I think I think I, I never thought of it in that way, especially because that doesn't describe like man. I guess well, men. If you if you're gonna if you're gonna describe men now, we're stupid. Absolutely. I mean, if you look at we're any si- any sitcom, yeah. shows the dad any of the family as yeah. an cartoons. idiot. So. Any, I mean, you look at any sitcom yeah. from the '90s on. Men are idiots. Yeah, they're just blubbering boobs. Yeah, that's what we are. And fathers yeah. and husbands, we're just yeah. made to look stupid in front of our wives and children. Yeah. So it's like, but that's not who we are. No, that's not who we're called to be. But we're not. But we're not obviously like. And I'll use. I hate using these terms, but I'm gonna use it just for like re- like reference. But we're not all. We're also not supposed to be like 
toxic masculinity either. Mm-hmm. Like the like the meathead like goon who's always if I go who's always just mad and ticked off about something. Yeah. And punching everybody. Like the like the like the <laughs> common punching everybody. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> like the common the common sitcom bully. Yeah. Think about that. Like that that's 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 another trail too. It's like, well, I'm either gonna be the kid that's gonna get beat up every day or I'm gonna be the bully who's beaten up. You know? And mm-hmm. I'm like that 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 then it's just like we're veering off into like this idea of like Man, I have to choose either lane, and either way, it's gonna suck. Right, because they're two sides of the same coin, right? I mean, it's like it's like Superman and Bizarro Superman, right? It's like yes, Superman reference. Yes, you're welcome. I mean, I can boom. So it's like perfect. It's like we, you know, the the culture shows us as weak. (laughs) The culture wants to show us as either weak and inept. Yeah, or bullies and brash. Yeah, you know, but but and, and isn't it funny the 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 truth of the matter is right smack down the middle, isn't mm-hmm. it? Absolutely. It really it is. is about being gentle and patient and kind and compassionate, but also a provider mm-hmm. and a protector yeah. and a carer mm-hmm. and somebody that, that, that raises your kids and, 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 yeah. and says, says a hard word in season, gently rebukes, right? Mm-hmm. you got to have a little bit of steel in your backbone to yeah. gently rebuke somebody. But here's, yeah. you know, Jesus said about himself, quoting, quoting the prophet Isaiah in Matthew 12, he said, a bruised reed he will not break, and a smoldering wick he will not quench Oof. until he brings justice to victory, and in his name the Gentiles will hope. So Jesus mm. said, I, I'm, I'm so gentle that a, a bruised reed, like a reed, like, like so if you, if you think like a cattail in a, in a pond, right, if it's, if it's like half bent over, like he won't even knock it all the way over. He won't even break that cattail the rest of the way off. Or a smoldering wick, like so you blow out a candle and it's still got a little heat in it. He won't lick mm-hmm. his finger. And, and, and douse it. He says, I, I, he says, I know you're weak. I know you're broken. I know all of these things, and, and I am the kind of Savior that, that will come alongside you. Right? Mm-hmm. Matthew 11, right? This yeah. is right after Matthew 11 where he says, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, take up my yoke. Learn from me, and I'm gentle and lowly in heart. You will find rest for your souls. Yeah. I mean, that's a big deal. Yeah. Absolutely, it is. Like, like, being a man is a high calling, and, like, mm-hmm. we yes. shouldn't, like, be afraid to say something like that. No. Yeah. I mean, we have a lot of things that we're called to do, and mm-hmm. yeah. to do all of them well is yeah. only possible <laughs> through Christ. Mm-hmm. There's no way we're getting through this alone. Right. We're way off the peacemaker thing, but yeah, that's no. Okay. But I think I think it's a I think it's a part of it. Yeah, I think well, it's irrelevant. We can go wherever we want. Yeah, I think yeah. it's like a relevant thing mm-hmm. because I do I do think it's a problem that's not necessarily like. Well, I think we have to lay the baseline, yeah. right? Like, we can't be peacemakers till we know who we're supposed yeah. to be. Who are we supposed like, to be? Like, if, if we're called to yeah. be, like, we're, yeah. we need to be, like, men and, like, biblical men and Christians, yeah. more mm-hmm. specifically, right? Mm-hmm. And when you quoted First Peter 3, mm-hmm. where it said, giving an answer to everyone who asks you yeah. to for the reason for the hope that is in you, I heard a pastor say one time, well, you'd better have a different hope than the people that are talking to you. Yeah. You better look different. You better yeah. have a real and abiding hope. Because yeah. if we go to work and we say the same things, or we go to yeah. the PTA meeting and we we act the same way, yeah. people don't want to know about that hope. They know that hope. Yeah, right. They're swimming in that hope all day, yeah. and they're like, it's it's the it's actually despair. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. So like there there is a mark, and there's something different about yeah. us, and that's yeah. I think something that we we should think through is is what so, what does that look like? Um, I think we're dancing around it. No, hold on. I'm holding. The sound of, of Bible pages turning because we're analog that way. Oh yeah, <laughs> we do that. 
John John four twenty three through twenty four. I have it written down, but I want to bring it up on on my Bible. But um, it says, "But the hour is coming, and is now here, when the true worshippers will worship uh, the Father and the Spirit and the truth." Um, for the Father is seeking such people to worship Him. God is spirit, and those who worship Him must worship in spirit and truth. Boom. Boom. What does that mean to the layman? To the layman? Yeah, me. The, lame, be the lame man? Me. The, <laughs> like, I think... I'm getting so distracted. There's so many things going on. But it's like... Um, I do, like, I see it. It's like... We're supposed to be filled with the Spirit. True. Which is Father, Son, Holy Spirit. So they're guiding us to like become, like, how am I trying to say this? Um, how am I supposed to, I'm trying to say this, but I can't get it out of my mouth. You'll, you got I don't know what you're trying to say, so I'm, I'm waiting. <laughs> what, what Brett said. I can't think. That's all right. When I ask you questions on the fly, it's tough. Yeah. So maybe I get a little bit of respect around here when you guys ask me questions that I'm really <laughs> Yes. So spirit and truth. Jesus. Spirit and truth, right? So I think yeah. it's I think it's a combination of both the spiritual and the truth, right? So yeah. So John 17 says, "Sanctify them in truth. Your word is truth," right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. so worshiping in spirit and truth is not just dry head knowledge and doctrine, like yeah. like we know our Bibles well. Yeah. And spirit is not just we're chasing the next feeling, but like yeah. we're, we're stirred up by the Holy Spirit and worshiping in the spirit by the truth that God has told us, right? Mm-hmm. We don't worship some figment of our imagination. We worship a God who, who made truth claims. Yeah. He said yeah. things. He gave us his word. A true he and living God. Yeah. And Jesus really walked the earth. He was, I mean, even the the most famous atheist historians, if they're being intellectually honest, will say there's more proof that Jesus walked the earth than even like a Caesar. Yeah. So, I mean, like, yep. it's yeah. there. So there is a historical fact, but there's yeah. also this spiritual fact, too. Yeah. Absolutely. I'd agree with that. Well, good. It'd be a lot spicier if you didn't. <laughs> It'd be a well, lot more comfortable. In this room. I disagree. <laughs> Here it comes. Making, Here we go. Being the guy that makes tension. That's right. I love it. No, I don't want to do that. Me? Wait. Huh? <laughs> no, not it's you. It's got to be your. <laughs> no. Goal. But do you have any? Do you have any examples to get us back on the peacemaker? <laughs> sure. Well, I mean, let's but I think we're all. T- I think all these parts are. I think these all make sense. Yeah, so I mean, I think if we're if we're laying the the, the baseline, yeah. if we're laying the fact, of, so what is biblical manhood? I think we're we're laying it right. It's yeah. it's not what the culture would tell us it is. It might not even be what most Christians say yeah. it is. Right? It it it's, it's yeah. biblical. It's yeah. it's strong. It's soft. It's kind. It's bold. It's it's all of these things. So then, when we look at peacemaking, how radical are we at peacemaking? We want to ask ourselves questions like, like how how seriously do we take Romans twelve? where it says, mm. if possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Yeah. Or one of my favorite texts, 1 Peter 3, I think it is. I said it's one of my favorites. Yeah, one of your favorites. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I, I, I know where it is in my Bible. I, I, it's sitting yeah. in the one like half that, here. It's like that one hymn that's your favorite. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and isn't that the truth? Isn't that the truth? Isn't that the truth? That's exactly right. So it's actually 1 Peter 2. <laughs> Well, this uh, is now here we are. This is why you, you know what you get what you pay for when you buy yourself a free podcast. That makes sense. <laughs> Listen to this. This is this is about Jesus. So Peter is. What verse you starting at? Uh, I'm just going to start in verse 23. So 2:23. Well, I'll go back a little further. Okay. Uh, verse 21 says, "For to this you have been called, because Christ also suffered for you, 
leaving you an example so that you might follow in his steps. He committed no sin, neither was deceit found in his mouth. When he was reviled, or meaning when he was, so like when you're standing before Pilate and before, you know, he, when he was taking on serious verbal abuse, mm-hmm. he did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but continued entrusting himself to him who judges justly. So Jesus in his, so when he was receiving all of this hate, all of these just basically lies, mm-hmm. instead of lying back or, or fighting back, instead of um, when he, suffering, he didn't threaten. He didn't, he didn't do anything, but he said he continued entrusting himself to God, knowing yeah. that God judges justly. And that's the example we follow. Yeah. So, so if we're talking about being a peacemaker, and Paul says, he says, whatever you can do, live at peace with all men. As, as, far as, as, as far as it's up to you. Now, some people won't live in peace with you, right? There are people that just won't like you. Right. But yeah. as far as it's up to you and me, we're called to live in peace. And then if people are, are, are slinging verbal threats, if they're threatening you, if you're suffering, entrust yourself to God. Mm-hmm. Entrust yourself to God. Trust that he would, that God does judge justly. Do we believe what God says? Mm-hmm. Do we believe who God says he is? Mm-hmm. Do we believe yeah. that God is the one who sees all things and does all things well? Yeah. I think being a peacemaker at its root is, do we believe that God is who he says he is? Mm. Yeah. Do we believe that his promises are true? And if yeah. is it better for us to suffer for his namesake than it is to take our own wrath? Yeah. To take our own vengeance, as Romans twelve would say. Yeah. Right? I mean I mean it's do we trust God? I think being a peacemaker is about faith. Yeah. Ultimately, yeah. as as everything is, but yeah. being a peacemaker is, is how do I work out my faith in my interpersonal relationships? Mm-hmm. Mm. What does faith look like between you and me? And it's I've got to be a peacemaker. Mm-hmm. Even if it's a great cost to myself, I have to be a peacemaker. Yeah. Right. I have to stuff my ego in a box yeah. yet again. <laughs> yeah. I have to say, though I am right again, I will bear with you. I will, I will, put, I will tuck it away and trust that God sees mm-hmm. what is true, that God sees what is right. That's what peacemaking, in, in my mind, when I think about all the things that I do in a week, and again, not that I'm some great peacemaker, but I do know the verses, so I, I make an attempt. Yeah. But when I think about being a manager or, or whatever I'm doing, or if I've got you know with my friends or whatever, it, to me it's about how, how how can I how can I bear the brunt of it? I mean, honestly, it comes down to how can I bear the brunt of it? Yeah. If, if, if it's gonna be, it's up to me. I'm not gonna expect somebody else to make peace with me. I'm gonna make peace. Yeah. I think of the. You feel like you have something. You look like you have something to say. Yeah, I. Uh, where was this a week ago? <laughs> <laughs> I guess it was right here. I was on vacation. Work. Oh, you were on vacation. That's yeah, right. you were gone. <laughs> That's what it was. Wheels are falling off. Dang. Everything's just falling apart when Brett goes on vacation. Yeah, I know. No, it's not this guy. <laughs> it's partially true. Uh, <laughs> but you know, and 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 it's funny and it's incredibly topical, right? Because it, right, it literally yeah. just happened. It literally yeah. just happened. But isn't, not even a week ago. But isn't yeah. it isn't it amazing how it happened? I mean, too often we learn from our mistakes than our than our successes, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh, like the sure. reason why it's so raw and it will always stick is because you're like, I have a recent example of how I didn't do this well, right? Yeah. And that's going to be, you know, to me. I always want to say that it's my successes that I learn from. I learn from my failures. Oh, for sure. It's, it's, yeah. That's how we learn. I mean, I mean God says, and I think that's part of this being humble. Like, God will humble us. If we just go yeah. from mm-hmm. success to success to success, all of a sudden we say, God, I don't even need you for this success. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm going from success. Look what I'm doing for you. Yeah. 
look how good I am at, at being who you made me to be. I mean, these are things we say to ourselves. Right. But the, but the Christian life is, dude, humble yourself. <laughs> yeah. Or down. you will be humbled. What is yep. that, uh, James one nineteen. James one nineteen, oh, right gosh. here. Oh dang! And twenty. That's it's tattooed. On, that, that's the issue. It's on yeah. my arm, <laughs> and yet I have it tattooed permanently on my arm. Yet I didn't think about it. It's. I was quick to speak. Yeah, it's, and but you were not slow to become. <laughs> and angry. I was not slow to become angry. No, I, yeah, like I, I think it's obviously it's divine that that verse just shows up. It, uh, yeah, I know. You know I was like, I saw that in the notes, and I was like, man, yep, <laughs> yep. Now, no. admittedly, we did not invite invite Bryce onto the podcast to dog on him. I mean, no. you are not no. the only person. I, don't that think, I put myself that. in. I was well, I'm just on, saying. Yeah, no, yeah, I put myself out there. I told the story. No, like, but we. I think we all have similar stories of when we weren't like when we were, when we were too fast to speak. Absolutely, you know, because. I mean, we were literally before the show telling the stories upstairs. Exactly, like we were just talking about them. Yeah, not actually intending on talking about them tonight in this. Yeah, but we were just talking about yeah. it. because it was relevant. And but it just happened. Uh, but I think it's life, and I think like it's gonna be a it's gonna be an uphill journey or yeah. whatever. Yeah. The beautiful thing is, I have friends that yeah. can uh, hold me accountable. Yeah. I have a wife and I have a sister who mm-hmm. can hold me accountable. They were both in the room. Both let me know that I did wrong, and we can help each other in the sanctification process yeah. because <laughs> we we aren't meant to do this life alone. No, because if we were, then I wouldn't need friends. <laughs> if, if we wouldn't need to be sitting in this room right now, no. If if that was the case, but yeah, thankfully the Lord has blessed me with friends like you guys to help me in my in my walk and in my sanctification. Yeah. Can I can I read a text to you? Oh, yes. Please do. So I memorized this verse by um, a couple of years ago, and isn't it funny how like when you start memorizing a verse or something happens, and then you have like a chance to use it. So mm-hmm. it was. Yeah. It's Proverbs twenty nine eleven. It says, "A oh. fool gives full vent to his spirit, but a wise man quietly holds back." I'm gonna tell you a story. Now I That's hate good. to tell it because it makes me look like the hero. I'm not a hero, but it did happen. So, in God's <laughs> providence, I know, I know, I'm sorry, but but I mean I. If I knew somebody else's story, I'd tell it. But I, love I had just memorized this verse. Like I was doing like a, a, a Bible app program where you memorize a, a verse a week. And this was the week, right? And so I had a, I had a driver that worked for me. Mm-hmm. And he was prickly. He was like a porcupine. I mean, like he was very. Di- I mean, like, like he worked overnight. So I cute but sharp. Yeah, okay. uh, light on the cute, heavy okay. on the sharp. Okay. If that makes sense. Um, he was tough. I mean, and he was. Um, I mean, I like him a lot. We still talk to this day, even though he transferred to Omaha, different branch of our company. Yeah. And well, we had messed up his paycheck. Like, like, like we had not paid him. Don't ever him. mess with a man's I money. Don't mess so, with the money. Yeah, yeah. So we messed up with his. So, so, so we're dri- So I remember it vividly. It was a Friday night. As we were, I was drive. We were driving to yeah. Omaha for some family thing or something. And Naomi was driving, and I was sitting passenger, which is n- almost never the case. I think I was working, or there's something going on. It was, mm-hmm. but I get a phone call, and it's from him. And he, he and I answer the phone and he starts losing his mind on me, like, you guys messed this up, you yada yada yada. I said his name was we're gonna call him Bill because not that he'd ever listen to this podcast, but I Bill. Send it to him. <laughs> so Bill, I have plenty of people I'm gonna send this to. Yeah, well, don't send it to the guy. So Bill, so this Bill will just call him. He is just laying into me now, mind you. I'm his boss, right? Yeah. Like he like. But you have the ability to fire him. Allegedly. Okay. I mean, allegedly. Are, allegedly. But he came There's at me. There's a whole PR thing yeah. where you have to 
document yeah. every single that's thing. That's HR, not PR. Yeah. I'm just saying. It's all no, I'm saying it's 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 a whole thing. I got you. It's a whole thing. Well, it's anyway, whole thing. anyway. So he he lays into me, and and my only answer was I can. I can I can cut you a station draft. I, I can I can take a local check from our, our local account and I can I can pay it. Well, that's going to mess up the taxes and you're going to cost me more money. So the solution I offered was no good. And he just laid into me. But I remembered this verse, a fool. So this fool was giving full vent to his spirit. And so yeah. I just I didn't say anything. I just let him let it rip for probably thirty seconds, which doesn't sound like a lot. I feel but like, like when I mean when is, you're yelling, yeah, it's yeah. a lot. And we got done. He stopped. He just fully, he just blew it all out. And I said, Bob. (laughs) You mean Bill? Dang it. (laughs) Whatever. We can edit it. Uh, (laughs) I said, said, friend. (laughs) Friend? This is the best I can do. And for that, I apologize. I can have, I can have, and he actually wanted me to, he wanted me to turn around and come back to Sioux City. He wanted you to drive back. He wanted me to pay him that night. Oh, I mean. I I was like, I can't. I am sorry. I, I will do whatever I can to make it right. Well, guess what? I came in on Monday. And he wrote a note. He said, I, he, in his note, he wrote, I am sorry for the way I treated you. And whatever you do is fine. Thank you. That's wow. bananas, right? Wow. That's yeah. a spiritual thing. Like I said, wow. because God gets the glory. Because I don't, I don't roll like this. Yeah. Like I'm not Mr. I, no, please step on me. Yeah. Walk all over me. <laughs> Treat me like a fool in front of my family. <laughs> I hung up at the phone. My wife goes, Does that guy work for you? <laughs> I said, Yeah. She goes, Why do you let him talk to you like that? I'm like, I don't know. Why do I do anything? <laughs> <laughs> but the um, Lord worked that out, right? I mean, I think that's like being a peacemaker yeah. in real life. I mean, yeah. that was, that's, that's a, a real example. practical way of yeah. doing in, it. In, in a moment that I needed it, God yeah. just happened to already be preparing my heart to help me memorize a verse that I thought was interesting. I didn't see how it applied. Yeah. And right. then like this guy was losing his mind on me, and all of a sudden that's what like flew into my mind. Yeah. I was like, oh dude. That's this verse in real life. Yeah, sure. And I was just like, let it rip, dude. And so I let—I didn't say anything. And then I truly believe I didn't. All I did was not make it worse. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not like I, it's not like I converted the guy or right. like he's like, man, Jesus is so awesome. I just made it not. It wasn't. So, you know, you took this crazy situation, Oof. this very angry man, and mm-hmm. calmed him down. And we have stories like that too, right? We can all tell our failures, but you know, oh, you yeah. there are times where we've we've mitigated it too, right? I mean, Absolutely. I'm not the only mm-hmm. one at this table that's done that. No, oh, yeah. no. I mean, yeah. I definitely have. Yeah, I can't think of a specific story off the top of my head, but I I've can. I got a couple, but I'm not gonna go like I'm not gonna like random off. I had an old boss that <laughs> Brett and I are both familiar with. <laughs> 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 oh yeah, yes, yes. Oh yes, we'll call him uh, Jerry. Yeah, no, good. Uh, Jerry. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's not his actual name, but you're never gonna know. Anyways, <laughs> I was so I don't know how. Like, I guess I don't know how I just get stuck in these jobs where they're a nightmare. And, like, it just felt like that every day. And I just did, I was just like, I'm just not going to put up with this crap no more. You know, like, I was like, I'm not going to do it. I'm like, because for a while I just kept quiet and I didn't say anything or whatever. And I'm like, I got to keep my mouth shut. But then it started getting kind of personal, and I was like, mm. "No way, <laughs> not today!" And I just like, there's multiple times where him and I would yell at each. So the opposite of peacemaker, the, the total opposite. Okay. <laughs> All right, and it's because, man, I was like in a terrible situation at work. I felt like my church life and my spiritual life was like just drowning, and. So just like it just felt and like it felt like I was I was not a very good husband either because I was 
taking all my emotions out on Bethany and I was absent with our firstborn or whatever for a while just because I was so like determined on just being a selfish person I guess <laughs> and but it's just I look at back and I'm like man I wish even though possibly that this dude deserved all the like throwback like I wish I just would have just shown him grace and moved on it's tough though right it's I mean, very yeah. it's so like, difficult I mean I think it's I think that I think we're all there right yeah so here's my question yes drop it if we're, if we're talking about being peacemakers drop it how do we come back Let's say we do blow it. Let's say we do lay into a guy. I would say. How do we do it? Let's say I did blow into a person. <laughs> Wait. What? I said, let's say. Anyway. Yeah. Um, let's say in the last week you did blow let's it. Say a, la- yeah. Let's say in the last week this did happen. Yeah. Well, my intention was to apologize. Yeah. My intention was to go to this person and say, yeah. you know, I know I messed up. I know I blew up on you. But some crazy things happened and it. <laughs> Sunday was nuts. Let's the just, old dead guys say you were providentially hindered. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was nuts. So it didn't happen, unfortunately. I am going to make an effort to make it happen. I want to approach this person. I I I want to apologize for yeah. the way I acted. I treated them poorly. Yeah. It was not good. It was not okay. Yeah. They didn't deserve it whether something happened or didn't. It it doesn't matter. Yeah. Because ultimately I'm called to be a peacemaker. Yeah. No matter what happens. True. So so here's my next question about that. Mm-hmm. Is it wrong? Or my question is, when it comes to showing our faith, is like, are we a failure if we fail one time? Are we a no. failure if we fail? No. No, we made a, we, we failed in that There's situation. Great. It doesn't yeah. make us a failure. Yeah. Right. So here's my next question. Like, is being a Christian in the workplace or in a relationship, is it about perfection? It's not, right? It's so, impossible, so. Right. So, yeah. so, so our witness, our testimony, whatever word you use to talk about how you function in, in yeah. the real world, yeah. I think how we, we come back from a mistake matters, right? Mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, I know for me, like when it comes to my kids or even to, to my employees from time to time when I've, when I've been less than, than helpful, I've had to go to them and say, hey, man, I'm sorry. I, obviously, I'm not perfect. Right. Fortunately... Um, Jesus saves people that aren't perfect, and oh, yeah. the only one that is perfect is Christ. And mm-hmm. so, I, I was not a good ambassador for Him. And so, please yeah. forgive me. I mean, I right. can't tell you how many times I've had to say that. Dude, over doing the years. that to your kids, to my apologizing kid. to your kid, oh, like I, oh I my gosh, taking the pride of being a man and going, I totally messed up in front of my kids to my kids, and now I have to go apologize to them. Yeah. I didn't know how much of parenting was just apologizing to. Apologizing to children. <laughs> it seems to be a daily occurrence. Dude, yeah, like, oh my gosh. Apologize, hey. Apologizing in general, yeah. at least for me, is just the worst. You know, I got to tell you, I just I, can't, like, I'm the opposite. I don't know. You I apologize can, oh, when I shouldn't. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, dude. I'm a total weirdo. Oh, people pleaser, I guess that makes sense. Yep. I'm just, yeah. I just get, sometimes I'm just like, you'll get over it or whatever. Like, that's my mentality sometimes. But definitely, like, um, when. Gideon, my oldest, is he's he recognizes things, and he tells me how he feels now. <laughs> it's like, dang it! So Isn't like, that the best? I take my tail, I take my tail, <laughs> put him between my legs, and walk over. Like, hey man, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> or or dude, do, or dude, knocking that pride down. I know mm-hmm. Bethany will listen to this. 
but apologizing to her Who? is so hard for me. Same. Be- Becca will be like, you know are what? you going to say sorry yeah. for what you did? Like, I did? Yes, but in my time. <laughs> <laughs> I can't I was, tell you how many times I've said that. Dude, I, I, look, I, I look here and I'm like, oh my, I'm like, I feel like I'm just apologizing to you all the time. <laughs> Why? Why can't I be right once? It never works that way because I'm always wrong. Well, I wouldn't say you're always no, wrong. But I was trying to make a joke. Of yeah. It, it's a little it too feels like it, though. Marriage yeah. is an interesting aspect in this, too. Mm-hmm. Being a peacemaker in your marriage. Yes. Mm. Oh, my gosh. Tell that me is, more. Um, yes. Getting Hold some on. Ephesians. Oh, okay. Okay. Husbands. Who? Ephesians 5. Yeah. Just, just so you know, this Ephesians, I think it's the Ephesians 5, like the Ephesians chapter 5. Mm-hmm. Notice if you look at the whole chapter, how much it lays on to the husbands. Oh my gosh, that is isn't that insane? It's so much on us. Yeah, I like, believe in dunking on husbands whenever possible. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think men need to sack up and like do it, dude. Seriously, <laughs> like, to me, like, like if you come to me with your marriage problems, I'm gonna say it's you. It's your fault. <laughs> it's the husband. Oh my gosh, Becca's reading a book. I couldn't tell you what it's called. It's something that uh, Pastor gave her or oh, yeah. recommended. Yeah, and it's like she's like, this this falls on you. I'm like. Yeah, I know. Do you have to keep reminding me? It's true. Uh, But yeah, Uh, Ephesians. It's true. (laughs) It's true for all of us. It's true for all of us. Ephesians 5, 25 to 31. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word and to present to her himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. Man, it just like stings, doesn't it hurt? As I read it, it just stings because I know I fail at this constantly. Uh, in the same way, in the same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. After all, no one ever hated their own body, but they fed and cared for their body, just as Christ does the church. For we are members of his body. For yeah. this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. Yikes. 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 I, I, All the wives listening to this are like, yep, yep, yep keep it coming. Keep it coming. Share <laughs> with your husband. We're about to dunk on your husband. <laughs> yep. After, I just think it's funny. After all, no one ever hated their own body. I eat a lot of McDonald's, so I must hate my body. I'm just kidding. Ultimately, ultimately, <laughs> I'm just dude, kidding. I, last time, well, not the last time. A couple times ago, I was at your house. You're like, dude, let's go downstairs and box. You don't hate your body. You want? I don't, you're I, pushing me to I'm work just out. Kidding. Oh my gosh! Come I, on, I man. If I ever Anyways, wrote, James one diet book, it'd be how can it be bad for my heart if I'm in love with it? <laughs> how can it be bad for my heart if I'm in love with it? But <laughs> uh, it says, uh, was it James one nineteen through twenty? We already got through that. My, yes. uh, my dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should should be quick to listen, slow to speak. Slow to become angry because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Which, being a husband, there you go. I want you to read First Peter three seven. That's yes. the ultimate. Dunk I'll read on. it. Ultimate I'll... dunk. Ready? Oh yeah. Hus- you want to do it? Sure, I'll read. Why don't you do it? Go for it. Because I live this life. Yeah. <laughs> husband, in the same way, be considerate as you live with your wives and treat them with the respect as the weaker partner, as heirs with you of the gracious gift of life. So that nothing will hinder your prayers. Dang. So mm. let me. I'm gonna look that up in in yeah. the ESV because it, it highlights a, I think it, a part that I agree. Yeah, is a little bit more um, yeah. gut punchy. So it says, "Live with your wives in an understanding way, 
showing honor to the woman as a weaker vessel, since they are heirs with you of the grace of life, so that your prayers may not be hindered. Oh, why aren't your prayers? Why aren't your prayers being answered today, honey? Oh, I literally sent a, a mm. chill up my spine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Because can we, I, can we read in the passion translation? Stop it! <laughs> I just want to feel better about it. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh my gosh! I might cry. It's possible. That's all right. Uh, we're, not, we're not doing video. You can do whatever you want. Good thing. <laughs> good thing the tears aren't going to break the mic. <laughs> That's what you think. I need that back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> man, it's it's so. Stinging and so piercing, mm-hmm. what we're called to do. Mm-hmm. It is, and I, I know we're three dudes sitting here, all husbands. We're we're called to do this, but that there's women sitting out there that are listening to this. Hopefully, um, besides our wives, um, that mm-hmm. are thinking, "Well, my husband doesn't do this. My husband mm-hmm. isn't doing these things. Yeah. How, how how do they take these passages in love to their husbands?" Funny you should ask. I am. I am asking. Funny. If you roll your eyes back to verse 1 of 1 Peter 3, wives be subject to your own husbands so that even mm. so that even if some do not obey the word, they may be won without a word by the conduct of their wives mm. Mm. when they see your respectful and pure conduct. Yeah. So um, wives have a role too. And, Absolutely. And, and they can... Yes. And and they are good examples, right? I think yeah. just I think it's I think it's funny how it just seems like when it comes to marriage, the women seem more equipped to run the house. Mm-hmm. But the the thing about it is they're not called to, in the sense like ultimately, right? Yeah. I mean they, they obviously yeah. they, they yeah. run the house. They they you know they're, they you know they a lot of times they they handle the 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 children, yeah. you know that kind of thing. But like when it comes to spiritual direction and leadership, um, it's the husband's call to. Yeah. As we read in Ephesians five, right to bathe your wife in the Word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's our job, right? Our job is to to do that. Our job is to. Uh, my favorite verse in the Bible when it comes to being a spouse is live with your wife in an understanding mm-hmm. way. That verse alone is why I always dunk on husbands. I say, yeah. you are called to live with your wife in an understanding way. If you are doing, if you have too many hobbies. You're not living with your wife in an understanding way. Oh, man. If you're not coming home and taking care of the kids, you know, I mean, there's some guys out there that say, well, if you're a man, you should not, you should not um, do dishes, right? Or you should, you know, your wife should have some roles in the house. I would argue that Ephesians 5 says that you should serve your wife sacrificially. Absolutely. Whatever that looks like. Yeah. Maybe your wife loves the dishes, but she hates bedtime. Or laundry. Yeah. Or laundry. Like it again, breaking down. So being a peacemaker in the home is about edifying your wife right. and helping her and mm-hmm. being a helpmate and not bombing in after work and saying, "Where's dinner?" And oh, by the way, I'm gonna oh. I'm gonna go. I got I got golf league tonight. I'll see you. I'll uh, see you on Friday. Peace out. I mean, not that any of you guys do that. But saying, does anyone play golf? What's golf? Not anyone at this table. But I mean, <laughs> but, you know, I'm just saying, like, no, like if our hobbies run the world, yeah. You know, it's just, and it's easy to do, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know, I, like, I I admire my wife a lot for that because there's plenty of years where I was pretty absent on the spiritual side of things. Yeah. Um, and I, like I said, I, I, I know she'll listen, but it's like I, I do admire. And she was, and I was just, 
I admire what she did and how faithful she stayed, even when it was super hard to deal with me. And like to see how how I could I could be on stage for a while and play one thing and be one be something that I'm not, and then go home and just be like a total d bag. Like I like <laughs> I don't know like I don't want to I could put more like colorful words to it, but it's like that's really just what it came down to and. I think with her faithfulness, like, cultivated, like, God was still working in me. Yeah. And she stayed faithful, and even when it felt impossible, you know, and I admire that. And, like, especially, like, we, ha- I think we all have strong wives, you know, <laughs> like, I'm, you know, uh-huh. like, Fair. and uh, I, uh, I, th- I, th- I think it's easy to take it, take for granted, because I think we think, just because we're outside, like, at least with you and me, Brett, like we're out, like we're outside making all the money, like keeping everything from going under, like paying all the bills and stuff. And your so wives are stay at home. Yes. Okay. Yes. They're I was. Home. I was. Oh, it took me a second to get yeah. to where you're going. And just for the listener, that, yeah. it took me a minute to get there. Yeah, there you go. So there you go. Yeah, but it's like my wife works. Yes. Which yeah. there's no problem with that either. No. But it's like I like. I think there's a mentality with, like, like we have to do all this stuff, so I don't need to do anything at home. Yeah. Or whatever. I can be, I can be like, I've had a hard day at work. I'm just mm-hmm. going to not. Yeah, but she had a hard day with the kids. Yes. So. Which I, which I found that out. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it doesn't matter yeah. at all. If the house is a mess, it's still, it's, it's still like your responsibility say as you well. You contribute to the house just as much yeah. as they do. Yeah. You know. Live with your wives in an understanding way. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. If I've said it once, I'll say it a million yeah. times. I, I hope you do. I hope I get that constant reminder. I, it's a big deal. It I is. Mean, yeah. I think, the, isn't the joy of marriage, I mean, mm. where it says where the two will become one flesh, isn't it like the joy of you get to know that person mm-hmm. for the yeah. rest of your life, right? Like oh, you, get gosh, to, yes. you get to, they're your, they're your best earthly friend, right? And, and Absolutely. like living yeah. in, a, in, a, in an understanding way means like when life changes and they change, like we have the, the high calling and privilege to figure out like what, like what makes my wife tick? I want to yeah. know that. Yeah, I want to know what my what makes my wife tick in her late thirties now. You yeah. know what will it be in five years? What will it be when we're empty nesters? Yeah, right. Mm. I mean, how can I how can I be the kind of husband that lives in an understanding? Way? Like right now, it looks a lot like, you know, help with the kids, help with the mm-hmm. house, yeah. help with this. You know, yeah. you know, um, in, in a couple of years when my kids get a little older, it'll be help with the spirit. Like these kids are f- going off the rails. You need to be involved, Dad. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know, you need to lead them, shepherd them. Yeah. Right. Or when they go off to college, help them find a, a spouse. Right. Help them yeah. find a college. Like, yeah. As men, like we shouldn't take the back seat there. No. And no. the culture would say you should. Yeah. Or you col- can. Yeah, or the you will. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. they, they'll figure it out. Yeah, they'll figure it out. Let, let them be themselves. Just don't be them. an overbearing dad. No, I'll be a biblical dad. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I'll be I'd a biblical husband. That. Speaking of. Well, I hope. Yeah. Last. Last part. Yeah. Last but not least, being a parent. Yeah. Oh yeah. Being a father. Yeah, fathers. It says in Proverbs twenty-two six, start children off. On the way they should go, and even when um, they are old, they will not turn from it. That's some big, that's some big stuff. Yeah, yeah. that is. Yeah. I, I had a fun conversation with Layla tonight. It was it was not fun. Mm-hmm. Um, she is getting to the age where she is super sassy, and hmm. she has more attitude than I ever anticipated in dealing with. Yeah, and she's very opinionated. Yeah. So she is me, but a girl. So, <laughs> um, so uh, we had a fun conversation. 
it was it was it was it, it was her being naughty and her being uh sassy to to both Becca and I was over dinner food stuff and then we got to have a conversation because she really wants to get baptized she really really wants to do that so we had the fun conversation of uh well you need to live like Christ you need to be living and striving to be like him every single day to really understand this whole baptism thing it's not just like okay cool you get to get dunked like that's not that's not how we live that's not what we believe um so I can't remember the dude's name what's his name you, Any more context? You than that. sent me a guy, a podcast. We were just talking about it the other day. Can't remember his name. Mm. Give me a minute. Paul Washer. Got it. Paul. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, listeners. Hopefully, you were sitting down. Uh, Paul Washer. Yeah. He. Oh my gosh. If you have any desire to learn what it means to be a dad, to be a husband, to to live as a man. Mm. Uh, as uh, for Christ, it is that is a man to listen to. Sure, uh, but he really talks about like how he, uh, when his son wanted to be baptized, what it really meant, and how he went about uh, uh, leading him down the path of what it what he needed to do to to become uh, to to be baptized. And it was just like I'm not gonna tell the whole story, but yeah. it's it's so good. It is worth the listen. Uh, I'm like a two hour. Sermon podcast. Like, I don't even know what it was. We've it was be pushing two, two and a half. We're at an no. hour. We're oh. at an hour eight right now. Oh, that's not so bad. Hour no, eight. I think because uh, we've had thirty to, minutes double speed. We, <laughs> <laughs> have fun. I had to. We had. To, we've had to deal with that with Gideon when it came to like communion because mm. he's really interested, and I think he like. He, I think he kind of understands the concept. Yeah, but I'm just. I just don't think it's there. Yeah, you know what I mean. I I did have the pleasure of. Uh, leading both of my kids to Jesus, um, yeah, I did. I did have that pleasure, but at the same time, it's like I, 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 they're still kids, yeah, and it's still like, man, was it a real conversion? Yeah, what, like I, don't think I, I, I walked that line. I don't think I got baptized till I was like fourteen. I can't even tell you how old I was because, uh, like, because I, I old I was. <laughs> Seventeen. Twenty-three. I was close. close. Engaged (laughs) to be married. Same day as my dad. Really? Great story. That's so cool. Story for another time. That's cool. Because I don't like... And my wife. Really? All three of us, same day. Well, fiance. Yeah, my now wife. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I was like... But I... Because if we ever get into like talking to like about our stories, like I was... I'm I'm a pastor's kid and... Oh, I'm sure we'll get there. Oh, yeah. We got plenty of time for stories. Yeah. Not on this one, but... Not on this one, but... (laughs) Just in general. Like I knew, like when God, because God had to come to me. There was no other way, because I stubborn. Hate, I hated God. Mm-hmm. I, I was despi- there. I saw it. I despised Him. I saw it. And He showed up to me mm-hmm. and changed my life in the basement. I wasn't there for that part. You weren't there for that part. I was not there for that. Yeah, like when I when God came to me and like opened up, like opened me up. Mm-hmm. Like I was, I was in, I was in the, uh, I was in my buddy Dave's basement. Mm-hmm. And shout out to Dave Ryder. Yeah. Oh, shout out. <laughs> which, he, which, dude, he's like he's still faithful too. Which yeah. Is, which is crazy. Like, because like the story, like our both of our stories are kind of different, but mm-hmm. and I've known him like for all my life, yeah. you know. And it's well, we should have him on sometime. But anyways, <laughs> <laughs> we're, running of, we're running out of mics, bros. No, we're not. <laughs> we, no. we have room for one more. Oh, yeah. I, well, that's a lie. That's a lie. 
Somebody oh, will. maybe. Anyway, I, don't anyway, know. Anyway, I can figure it out. So I, uh, I'll say I want to. I want to chime yeah. in on the kids getting baptized. Yes, thing. absolutely. Please. So, so I would say, for me and my oldest, who is also expressing the same things, I'm pumping mm-hmm. the brakes because for me, it's a matter of conviction of sin. Yeah. Right? Yes. Like if. Yes. Like how serious do you take sin and and the payment that Jesus had to pay for it? Yeah. To me, once my kid and kids plural can express to me an adequate amount of sadness, reverence for the fact yeah. that I am a sinner. These sins require Christ's death mm-hmm. and blood. Once we're yeah. there, then we can talk about being baptized. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's yeah. that what's that book that Pastor gave you? Uh your your child's profession probably. Mm. Oh oh the other one. How can I know I'll be a Christian by Don Whitney. That one. Yeah. Okay. And then we just finished it. It's really good. Cool. Um but it's good. And then I'll also say this about being a dad. Um one of the other verses that I go to a lot is actually right after the husband and wife's part in Ephesians where it says in 6, we all know children obey your parents in the Lord, right? We always tell our kids that, obey your parents, yeah. honor your father and mother, that I may go well with you. But it goes on to say in verse 4, fathers, do not provoke your children to anger. Yeah, Isn't it funny? It says children obey your parents, but then it, but then oh, it says okay. fathers. Fathers, don't provoke your children mm-hmm. to anger, Yeah, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. And I think that's, I mean, I think that's a real indicative uh, passage to tell us, dads, don't, don't, don't be heavy-handed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't come home and be lazy yeah. mm-hmm. and say, okay, uh, do what I say because I said so. Right. Don't yeah. put, also, don't push their buttons to yeah. make them angry. Oh, right, what, yeah. What verse is that? The one I just read? Oh, the one no, you just read. No, no, no. <laughs> um, oh, what was it? Like, I, Bethany always tells me, like, don't provoke your kids kind of thing. It's that one. Was I think that, that one. one? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I yeah. Was Fathers don't yeah. provoke your children to anger. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. I was like, I was Ephesians, trying to, I was Ephesians six four. If you're scoring yeah. at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ephesians six four. Yeah. Yeah. I hear that. Yeah. A lot. Becca often reminds me. Yeah. Me too. Because I, easy to I do. like to tease and have fun, mm-hmm. but I can take it too far, and Becca's yeah. like, mm, "Nah." Yeah. I can get upset. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, it's like obey because I said so. Yeah. And you know that. And while while that might be true on the first half, but am I doing it in a way? So our, our children are, yes, called mm-hmm. to obey, right? right? That is important. Honoring your parents is one of the big ten, yeah. but not at the cost of, I mean, if they hate, if they hate God because of the way we dad, yeah. right. that's not good. No. no. It's, 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 I mean, they're, they're children. Their understanding of things is so much oh, yeah. smaller and simpler than what we yeah. understand, and it, we are called to, to lead them in a, in a very specific way, mm-hmm. and for us to not provoke is a great way for them to obey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it, it ultimately, again, falls on us. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. As it all does. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. Feels good. I have Shoulders one, are heavy, one but question. you're propped up by Christ. So we're talking What's about... What's the question? We're talking about peacemakers. Yep. Mm-hmm. How do you... How do we be... How do we be peacemakers in a... Like, with justice? Like, with, say, like, social justice around us? Yeah, you got me on that one. I don't know. How do you how do we do that? Like I think the Christian life primarily starts as your individual and personal holiness. Yeah. Right? So I think it yeah. starts there. And then I think from there it goes to um the spirit leading you in mm-hmm. in things and causes that yeah. that stir you up. Yeah. And I think um the Bible talks about caring for the orphan and the yeah. widow, right? To care for the yeah. for the oppressed and the downcast, right? So right. I mean we we as a as a body should care for them. Yeah. And I, I think that 
that comes down to real people caring for real people that have real needs. Yeah. Um, I think it gets a little stickier when we get into, you know, where, where do we go, you know, larger than that? Mm-hmm. You know, where do we go when it comes to, yeah. um, cultural movements? I mean, I, yeah. I don't, I don't think that we, we can take a firm stand one way or the other on, on, on our desire to be part of, I, I think the spirit should lead. Yeah. Right. I think the spirit should lead us in, yeah. in yep. those things. And I think that, I that think a, that's a big deal. I think it can get muggy. Yeah. Or whatever. When it, when we, uh, when it comes to that kind of subject. Cause I was thinking, I was thinking about it. I'm like, cause we're, we're in a time of great division mm-hmm. because I feel we like all, we're always in a time we, of great yeah, division. And we all, but we have like, we like, since we're like mass media, I think it's easy to see injustice from a very, very like small lens. Um, and how do we break through that? And I think with Proverbs twenty one fifteen it says, When justice is done, it brings joy to the righteous, but terror to evildoers. And I think we're seeing I think we're seeing a lot of that. We're not seeing righteous justice going up before. Like it says, was it in uh, Psalms eighty nine fourteen that righteousness and justice are the foundation of God's throne? And well, yeah. so it's like so we have, so I think as Christians um, and followers of the way of Jesus, um, we are we are reassured that there's going to be a holy justice coming to the future. You know, like it's set in stone that God is going to come back and bring justice where. There is injustice. And I think I think it's a topic we can go on to into a different podcast mm-hmm. because yeah. I do I do think it's relevant and I think it's been so um, skewed mm-hmm. by politics. I know it's a grimy word, but I think it's been skewed to the point where it's like you either choose this side or this side. But yeah, there's God. God is the judge. All these things are going to come to an end. All injustice will come to an end, right? Because he prom like he promises us that this will be, you know. And I looked in obvious and in, in Psalms eighty six eight says, "I will listen to what God the Lord will say. He promises peace to his people, his saints, but let them not return to folly." That means like in the pursuit of justice and peace and stuff like that, like. We don't return. We don't return to the world, like to the worldly side of what justice looks like. We always need to stay firmly in the foundation of that God is justice. Yeah, He like we always talk about attributes of God. Like there's an attribute of God that is justice. Right. And yes, it's a. I think it is like a sticky topic, but it's because it's been skewed, Mm -hmm. and people aren't actually seeking like. Real justice, like I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to say they're seek, they're not seeking real justice because I think there's. I think it just gets it gets it just gets blurred. It gets blurry. You know, the lines get blurry. But with us, not saying that we're perfect. Not even a little bit. You know, like we know we know <laughs> what the word says about justice, and we know that God fully is like that's. Who he is, and he cares about it, right? And he cares about yeah, it. Yeah, he does. He does, and he, you know, and he writes these universal truths in his word that are super sticky to work out, mm-hmm. right? Because you know we live in a time in a type of government, yes, that the author of, of the New Testament wouldn't know, right? 
They no. wouldn't know anything about a democracy. It was Correct. all monarchies, yeah. right? So, we you're also, saying all these things. I have all these quotes. Now. Yeah, I'm sure you do. <laughs> They're all coming up, and we can't we can't go there because no. I'm I'm a firm believer that we need to wrap it up soon. Yes, yeah, um, me too. I, I am too. <laughs> but I, but I, mean, could, I think yeah. we need to go there. But I think I think what we need to think about is yeah. is we have to think biblically, right? We have to mm-hmm. we have to realize that we are in a cultural moment yes. that the world has never seen. Yeah, and so we can only be as firm mm-hmm. as the Bible is clear. And so we have to try to walk out these sticky yeah. texts and these sticky yeah. situations to say, okay, how does Romans 13 apply in a democracy? Yeah. It's easy to see how Romans yeah. 13 applies to yeah. a monarchy because you don't have any say <laughs> yeah. in who the monarch is. Yeah, right. well, We have a say on it. So we have to think biblically and pray. Yes. And, but this is also where peacemaking comes in because, yeah. if we, because we might come down on opposite sides of a social justice issue. Mm-hmm. And maybe maybe neither one of us is wrong biblically. Yeah. So we ha- we have to have a gear for That's like. A really good point. I mean, I think we have to have a gear for. Brandon might see this issue one way. I might see it another. Mm-hmm. But the unity is in Christ, not in our in the in, in our in our finite understanding of what justice should look like in this yeah. situation. But that doesn't mean we don't keep pursuing unity and pursuing yeah. Christ. Yeah. You know. Right. And, but I think it's it's not something that is super easy. Mm-hmm. I've I've got plenty of opinions on. Because oh, to yeah. me, to me, that is a textual issue of, of how firm yes. can you be in the application of a text. Because well, there's a sweet spot to yeah. application, right? So, yeah. like for example, I'll say this as, and then we'll, I, I'll be done. But like, if we look at a text, like, and I'll, I'll look it up for next time. But yeah. but if but if we have a, one of the Ten Commandments, mm-hmm. and it says, "Thou shall not lie." Yeah. Right. So we know that that's the command. And then yes. the further, the more we try to apply it to our everyday lives, the more we 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 start to strain. Mm-hmm. That truth, and, and the question is, and I've always heard it said, like most Christian heresy is spoken during the application section of a sermon. People can yes. people can people can explain the text to you perfectly, yes. but then how they apply it—that's where the heresy comes in because mm-hmm. they're they're, they're yes. stretching or they're or they're making something try to fit where it doesn't yep. go. So that's mm-hmm. I think when it comes to issues of the day, like it's hard to try to stretch some of these texts to fit there, right? Yeah, and, and that's what we definitely talk about. Yes, right. Right, on the last thing I'm going to tell you, it's an end quote by Richard Halvertson. It says, in the beginning, the church was a fellowship of men and women centering on the living Christ. Then the church moved to Greece where it became a philosophy. Then it moved to Rome where it became an institution. Next, it moved to Europe where it became a culture. And finally, it moved to America where it became an enterprise. So, just to leave it at that. Maybe we have a uh, topic for next time. Maybe we do. Maybe. This has been Outsiders Podcasts. I'm Brandon. I'm Brett. I'm Bryce. Um, you can catch our podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you have a podcast. Um, thank you. See you next time. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Promote you it, it as much as you want. If you love to tell your friends, if you hate it, tell 10 of your friends. Just, <laughs> as long as we get more than 20. I don't want to... We're, we're at, like on listeners. We're on like a... Um, uh, 662. I really don't want to land on 666. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right. We love you. Thanks. Bye. Bye.